Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome back to a new episode. Happy Monday. I am currently supposed to be packing, but I'm not. I chose to record this episode instead. I will get to packing later. It's currently only 2 p.m., so I'll have some time. But I am leaving on a flight to New York and then Colorado for the holidays, Thanksgiving time um, at 7 a.m. tomorrow. So I have to be very packed by tonight. But this took priority because I asked on Instagram for some relationship questions and y'all I did like an anonymous link as well and that really got people going like I said let's make it juicy and you you guys were like yeah sure let's do it so I got some amazing great questions and I'm really excited to just like get it going but um I hope everyone's having a good week I hope that you haven't been sick like I have been. Um, you can still hear it in my voice. It sounds like a little sexy, but it's also kind of annoying. So <clears throat> bear with me as I maneuver through the hoarseness. Um, but overall, I've been doing okay. I'm just excited for this trip. I'm excited to leave, be a new place. I always get really inspired whenever I travel and just like get out of my normal routine and zone. So I think it's going to be really good for me. Um, But I'm also nervous because I'm kind of going alone. Or not alone, but I'm definitely uh, staying more alone. And I'm seeing friends out there and everything. But I'm not going to be like traveling with someone, which is weird for me. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But honestly, let's just get right into it. Because I got so many many questions. Um, And... I, let's see, actually, I'm, like, looking through, I screenshotted so many. I got, like, literally over, like, like, it's only been a few hours I've, I've posted, and I've probably gotten over 75, so I'm not a professional. I mean, I'm 25 years old, but I always like to mention this, that I have been in so many relationships, it feels like now. I probably have been in, like, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, like, five or six, and I've had you know, quite a few dating stories, experiences. I've been on dating apps. I've kind of just like done a lot, um, have a lot of experience. So I like to talk about it. I think it's interesting. I also have friends' experiences, you know, just things that I hear about. My therapist has helped me a lot with relationships. And so I also know some knowledge from her. So a lot of this is obviously just my own experience, but I feel like I have done my time um, with some relationship stuff. So hopefully it'll be helpful a bit. Uh, but yeah, let's do it. I don't even know where to start. There's so many, but, uh, let's see. I'm just going to go right off the bat for some I see. So someone said, 
I haven't been in a relationship for over two years and I don't have any desire to get in one again anytime soon, but all my friends are getting married. How do I stop feeling pressured by society to need to const- to need to constantly be in a relationship slash get married? Um, I think this is obviously a very normal feeling and I think it's a weird time, especially if you're listening to this and you're in your mid-20s. Because you might have friends who are dead single and then you might also have friends who are getting married and everyone seems to be kind of in a different stage of life during this time. And so I think it just feels really weird because you're like, wait, I'm not like I'm still in college or I haven't been in a relationship or like I'm not advancing or some people are buying a house and you're like, what the fuck? I'm still like living at home or like I'm still, you know, living with three roommates and like what the hell and all of that. So I just think like honestly trusting where you're at trusting the process also acknowledging like you know are you being pressured by society or are you genuinely feeling like you do want to be in a relationship you know I think also recognizing like where the pressure is coming from like is it from your family from yourself from society whatever um but honestly I think nowadays at least it's not as bad as it used to be where I think people are kind of like you know, people are having kids later, they're getting married later. I don't think it's as intense, but I think, you know, if you're asking this question, I think maybe you're putting the pressure on yourself or you're feeling a little maybe jealous. Just kind of notice like where some of those feelings are coming from. I think it helps a lot to like just recognize where you might be feeling that pressure or intensity. And I can tell you a lot about kind of like where you're at, you know, and maybe what you're longing for or, you know, kind of like what's coming up for you. But ultimately it's your life you know, and I think I got, I got a lot of questions, people asking like, you know, I've never been in a relationship and I'm this age. And like, I just feel like I'm behind everyone else. And it's like, the thing is like, at the end of the day, you are you and you are living in your own body and brain every single day. You are showing up only being you and, and you're not in anyone else's life. And too much of what we focus on is not even related to us. Like if, you know, oh, I'm not this, I'm not doing that. All all these other people are doing this or like comparing, comparing, comparing. It's like, for what though? Like, are you happy in your own life? You know, like if you're wanting to be in a relationship because you actually want to be, then that's one thing. But if you're totally happy and thriving as you are and you're then going, well, I'm just like so late to the game, but like you're, you're happy. I mean, the the ultimate goal for all of life, no matter whether you're like having sex all the time, whether you're dead single, whatever, is to be happy and feel good, right? So as long as you're fulfilling that in whatever way and shape that is, then then you're good. Then you're doing good. If it if you do or if you do want more and if you're seeking a relationship and you're bummed about that, then that's one thing. You can totally adjust to try to make room for that in your life. But I think so often we are comparing and just like wanting all these things for the wrong reasons. It's like ultimately we all just want to be happy. So if you're happy like single right now and focusing on career or friends or whatever, then like that's that's all you can want because some people be married and they're so fucking unhappy or like in relationships and unhappy. So if you're happy right now, then honestly enjoy that. That's all that matters. Um, <clears throat> someone asked, can a relationship last if you love the person, but you're losing physical sexual attraction? This is interesting because I actually just started watching Love is Blind and I watched the first episode 
second episode and I like literally can't watch it anymore. I just think it's absolutely cringy and I think that it's painful and there's just, to me, it just doesn't feel real. I'm like, there's no way these people are falling in love without looking at each other and without like showing manner, like showing each other their mannerisms and like their little, like, I don't know, like the way they look and smile and act. And like, that is so important. Like that is so important to me, unfortunately. Um, so can I think a relationship lasts if you love the person, but you're losing physical sexual attraction? I I think that that's something to work on. I think if you really love the person, then you should really have a conversation about it and see like, is it because you're you're losing it because they're not fulfilling you in a certain way or you genuinely like not attracted them or are you going through like a low libido period or like are you seeing other people's attractive like I don't think it's a great sign to be honest and I think especially if you have been attracted to them in the past and then all of a sudden you're like not attracted to them I think that's definitely uh I don't think there's a lot of lasting potential there because I think again sex and passion and uh physical attraction is important uh, most, most of the time. So I don't know. I think it's definitely something to look at for sure. Um, someone asked me why, how did your last relationship end? Um, I'm not going to get into two personal questions here, but I will say that I, it was definitely more like my fault and I'm reaping the consequences of that a bit. And the person is being very strong willed and is not giving me anything and I'm not used to that. So I think I feel even more of a pull and more of a sadness. And it's really eating me up inside. But that's all I'm going to say about it. Because I'm obviously not going to go into like personal intense reasons for what happened. But yeah, uh, pretty sad. Um, someone said, how to get over a situationship. It's harder because he took my virginity. That is hard. It is hard. Um... And I think I got a lot of these questions of like how to get over an ex, how to get over someone that you've just been talking to and whatever. And I think it's really funny because I've had certain situationships, okay, or certain like little dating things where I still will think about the guy sometimes. Like not like I think about him every day, but like he'll kind of tug, like I'll see his name pop up on like Instagram or something and it'll kind of just tug at a little heartstring, you know, like a little one. And maybe I just went on one date with that person or hung out with them one time or like it was very short lived, but it still like tugs at me a little bit. And I think people do that. I think we have people like that in our lives, whether they're full on ex-boyfriends of years or they're just like little people that we meet uh, one summer, one one night, whatever. Um, I think people just strike chords with you. And I think that people will, like, I think in certain circumstances in our life, depending on like where you're at with things, um, your emotional state, um, what that person brings out in you, how that person makes you feel about yourself. I think that just even those small interactions and those situationships can really impact us. And I think it's really interesting. I think it's like, it feels almost like you're collecting these emotions and people and, and that's why I think nostalgia is such a hard feeling and it's really hard for me because I feel like I hold the weight of all the people that I've ever loved and all the people that I've, you know, 
have ended things with and all those old versions of myself as well. And I think it's really painful, but I think there's also beauty in that. You know, I think that even just acknowledging, so I think one way to get over something is first acknowledging, like, you know, if it was great, assuming it was good because you're trying to get over it, um, that it was great and that you learned, like maybe making a list of things that you learned about it, about yourself, about the other person, about you and relationships, um, and just kind of acknowledging and celebrating the fact that you were able to be in something and that it was great um, a lot of the time and that you enjoyed yourself and all of that. And then also just kind of mourn it. I think like truly mourning and letting yourself have time and, you know, just like really trying to let it go. And then you try to just bury it and you really just put it to rest and you go, okay, like maybe there's the questions that are unanswered. There's feelings that haven't been validated. There's, you know, I feel like, my ego's bruised or like, I don't feel, you know, I miss them or whatever, but I think it's just about laying it to rest and really trying to move on and trying to, you know, continue to open yourself up to other people and connect more with your friends, find other hobbies. I have a whole episode on heartbreak that helps a lot, but I'm trying to do the same thing and it's really hard, but give yourself grace and time. There's going to be more people and more sparks and more situations like this. So it's not end all be all. Okay. And trust me. Um, and on piggybacking on that, someone asked, how do I know if I'm ready to start dating again after a breakup? Um, I would say just honestly, like trying it. Sometimes you just have to go. And I've done this before in the past where like, I've gone on a date and immediately was like, I have to go. Like I'm going to cry or like I start and or do you know what else you do is you start, if you start comparing yourself immediately, I mean, comparing the person to your ex. Oh my God, it's the worst. Cause you just, no matter who you date, it's just going to be like, well, they don't do like that. Or they don't act the same way. They don't eat the same way. Or like, we don't laugh the same way. Or like, we don't have sex the same way. And so that's how you know too, you might need a little more time because you're just going to be comparing everything that person does to your ex. So um, just keep in mind and also notice how your body feels. That's always a good telling point too, is like, how do you feel it in your body? You know, is it making you anxious? Whatever. Um, favorite sex toy, probably just a good old vibrator. You really can't go wrong with that. Like every time, just great. Just no complaints. Right. Um, what is your definition of cheating? What crosses a line? I think there's like emotional and physical cheating. I think it's easier to do emotional cheating now because of social media and because it, there's like this gray area of like following and liking photos and commenting and DMing and like story liking and all this other shit that people didn't used to have to deal with. So I think that, you know, I think also everyone's definition differs and you could be in a relationship where someone's like, oh, I don't mind if you follow all these people or interact with whatever or have all these girlfriends and then some people might be really affected by that so I think it's having a conversation early on like what boundaries do we need to set is really important um uh what are signs you can trust someone and trust what they say is genuine and true I never know if guys are lying or not um well I think like you know people are sneaky honestly and some people are really good liars and I mean I think like you honestly just 
take someone's word for something until they prove you wrong, you know? And if their actions aren't following what they're saying, then that's another really good sign of like, hey, you know, maybe they're not uh, trustworthy because they're not following through with what they're saying they want to do or what they're going to do or how they feel. You know, if a guy's telling you he cares about you and he loves you and or he just like, oh, my God, I love spending time with you. You're the best. Let's hang out next week, whatever. And then he just keeps bailing or flaking or like when you're together, he's like, disengaged and like on his phone then like you're like okay well what you're saying is bullshit you know so keep in mind action versus uh words um um, someone asked how to attract the skater boy lol um don't just don't do it and run because they're the absolute worst and i wish i could tell myself years ago to not engage to just like let it go because they're literally grown children like they're just grown-up children and I don't say that about all men I think that uh I heard Emrata recently Emily Radzikowski or whatever her name is um love her but she mentioned how men are either monsters or babies or something like that and I don't agree with that at all I think that's just like the most fucked way of thinking about men and I am not a men hater at all I think I really love men and I love boys and I love the male species at like so much a little too much um but I I really think that skaters I'm not generalizing I mean if you are dating a skater right now and you're super happy like that's great but like most of them especially the ones that I've experienced are just grown babies so I would stay away girlfriend um is it absolutely absurd to take someone back after they cheated on you I don't know. I'm so in between. I've never been cheated on. Um, But I I don't know how I feel about like once a cheater, always a cheater. I think usually people, you know, if they can cheat, then it depends also the time frame. Like if they've cheated really recently, if this has just just happened, then I would say, yeah, I mean, I think just have a, a flag up. But I don't think you have to dismiss them completely. I think people make mistakes as well and they can change. I think people can change. So I think just have your guard up. You know, communicate that it might take your take you some time to regain trust, but I don't think you just dismiss it completely. You know, um, but I don't think it's absurd at all. I think you know you you listen to yourself and your gut feelings about that too. When do you think is an appropriate time to say I love you to your partner? <sighs> Honestly, this has varied so much for me and all of my relationships. I mean, I've had some that have been said really really soon after, some that have taken a while. I think that here's an interesting take is my two relationships ago the guy I was talking to he told me he loved me one day and he goes I had to tell you that because and I was only gonna tell you whenever it got so overwhelming that it almost just came out of my mouth and that is how I feel like it should go you know like I feel like it's the right time to say I love you whenever you just feel it almost erupting out of you to where you're just like, I fucking love you. Like, I just literally love you. I care about you and I love you. And like, that's it. That's my truth. And I feel like that's kind of the best way. It's like when it's just genuinely bubbling out of you, there's no expectation. It's raw emotion. It's raw love. It's like the most pure thing ever. And it's the best. And especially when it's reciprocated, obviously. I mean, I know people are more hesitant to say it sometimes, when they don't know if someone's going to say it back. But I think sometimes, usually, I mean, usually you can feel 
when someone feels the same way. You know, you can see it in their eyes. You can see, see it in the way they look, in you, look at you and talk to you. And obviously, if they're spending so much time with you and you guys have been together for a while, then, um, you know. But also, some people have a harder time saying it, and it's vulnerable. And so I think also giving people grace with that. But I've never had any problems with... Uh, with saying it or reciprocating it, you know, usually it's a pretty mutual uh, feeling and experience. So, but I think it's really like when you just feel it, you know, um, someone asked, I love the person I am when I'm single, love the chaos and craziness, but also love the stability and comfort that comes with being in a relationship, how to decide what's right for me. Well, sister, you're talking to the exact same person because that has always been me. I just love the chaos. I love being single. I love getting to know people. I love just like being on my crazy, fun, chaotic girl shit. But when I'm in a relationship, I am so happy. I am just like a little warm childlike ball of love and there's nothing better. So I think instead of saying like how to decide what's right for me, I mean, I think both can be right for you. You know, I think you should be so lucky that you can thrive in both environments. Like, I think that's amazing. Um, so I don't think you have to say, like, what's right for me. I think, like, for me, it's like, I want to get married one day, but also I'm going to thrive when I'm single or actually not thrive. I never really thrive when I'm single. I think it's, like, in theory I'm happy when I'm single, but I'm just, like, really not. Um, I don't think I'm made for the streets. Like, I was making a joke that, like, why did my ex leave me in the streets? Like, I'm not ready. I'm not okay, like, take me, like, like, bring me back home, like, I'm not, I don't want to be a stray dog in the streets, okay, like, it's weird out here, like, I need to be home, back in arms, and just, like, comforted, um, but I definitely feel that, like, duality, and, like, wanting both, you know, it's always, like, grass is greener, it's, like, you're in a relationship, and you're, like, oh, maybe it'd be fun to be single, and then you're single, and you're out there in the dating world, and you're, like, shit, bring me back, bring me back, I don't want it, um, but I think there's you can find both and you know it can change and I think just accepting that and not having to feel like you have to stick to one you know um someone asked me have you ever been with a girl and would you consider being with a girl now um I've never been with a girl I've never dated a girl I have definitely explored a little bit with women um also just in a very like playful way but I've never had the desire to be with a girl, date a girl. I just feel like I would end up being friends with them. I just want to like, like I want to hang out with girls and like a let's chat about girl things and just like shoot the shit and like hang out. But I don't ever feel this like, oh, I would love to romantically date a woman. Um, unfortunately, because they're so beautiful. I love women. I think they're just like, I love being a woman. I think they're just angelic and amazing and just center of the universe, but I just don't, they don't just hit, they don't hit, they don't hit for me. And I just, am not as intrigued by them. And as of right now, I don't think I would consider being with a girl, but like, I don't, I'm not saying never. Like, I don't, if I meet someone that's a girl and she's just like blows me out of the water, then like, let's go. I don't care. You know, I'm super open to whatever, but okay. Someone asked, is it okay to have sex on the first date? Absolutely. Like, why not? I mean, I think you just have sex when you want to have sex. You know, if you're feeling it, if you're vibing with it, if you're being safe, if you feel, like, hot and ready for it, then, like, absolutely. Nothing wrong with that. But I do think, you know, there's – okay, I have multiple. Actually, I was so energetically, like, yes. But then now I'm like, here's the thing. 
I think there's ways, like, I think you can be cautious with it a little bit. Like, okay, you know, do I really like this person? Is there a lot of sexual chemistry? Do And you can kind of feel out. Like, sometimes I've been on dates or things where it's like, okay, if I have sex with this person, um, then I know that he's just going to, like, want me for sex. I can tell he just wants me for sex, which honestly is great, too. Like, if you're just wanting sex, then that's great. And then also I've had things, though, keep in mind, where, like, it started with just sex and it ended up being a full-on relationship, you end up fucking with each other. So, and like liking each other. So, I mean, I think it like, you just don't know what's going to happen. And I think it's so hard to, to prepare and to be like, oh my God, like, you know, a hundred percent. If I don't, if I, if I wait to sleep with him, then he's going to like me more because it's not always the case. Sometimes actually, I, again, I've had many instances where I've had sex with them, someone early on and it's been fine and we've had great relationships. Um, but sometimes too, you know, they do just you as someone to have sex with and that sucks if you have feelings. So I think it's really hard to know. I think you just gauge the situation and I think you keep, you know, you keep your guard up. I also like to joke about it, to be honest. One of my favorite tactics is like, if I really want to have sex with this person and like it's building up and like you can feel it, you know, um, I'll like kind of resist, but then if, you know, they're kind of like egging me on or we're kind of both like getting there, I'll be like oh, you're just trying to sex on the first date? Or I'll be like, I'm not usually like this. Like, trust me, like, this is rare. Like, I'll kind of make some sort of, like, cheeky comment about the fact that we're, like, having sex on the first date. And it almost just, like, makes them know that I'm aware of it and that, like, I'm not, you know, that, like, I'm not really trying to do this or that I don't do this often. And I don't know, it makes them feel kind of special. And it also uh, kind of makes them, like, aware that, you know, you know what's good. So, um, huh, let's see what to do when you're in a situation ship, don't know what the fuck's going on and how, when to bring up if they're sleeping with other people while they're sleeping with you, etc. I got this question a lot and I think ultimately you just have to ask. And I wish there was a more simple way to like, how do you know? But I think you just have to ask. Like I literally, was the bigger person in my last relationship because I didn't know where I stood with this person. I was like, are we homies? Are we in a relationship? What the fuck's good? And I straight up was just like, look, I just need to know, like, what's up, you know? And honestly, like, it's just a great way to get answers because you just, you get the answer, you know? And there's ways of doing it that can be smooth and, like, also it's protecting yourself. I mean, if you're sleeping with someone, you should definitely know if, like, you're the only one or if they have other partners because of just, like, safety, especially if you're not using a condom or whatever. It's just good to do. But honestly, asking. Asking is the best way to, like, to know anything, you know? Stop guessing. Guessing will drive you crazy, to be honest. Um, can you drop some red flags on dating from your perspective? So some red flags I've experienced. First off, red's my favorite color. So (laughs) I've had lots of problems with like ignoring red flags and being like, hmm, fun. Like I like like a chase and I like a person, a man to fix or like, oh, you have mommy issues? Great. I love that. I don't and I can help. And like (laughs) just like I'm not not the best when it comes to – red flags. I'm not very picky with men or like I am picky, but I'm also not. Um, but some red flags that I've noticed for sure, first off are like, if they can't keep a conversation, like if they're just like, you're having to put in all the work and they're just kind of like not really giving you much and the conversation doesn't flow. And I'm just like, okay, then why are we on a date? Like if you're not going to even talk to me or like, 
you know, if they're just like so like wrapped up in their phone or like they don't ask you any questions about yourself, they're just talking about them, like red flag. You just are like, how are you going to grow off that, you know? Um, Another red flag is what else? I mean, I don't know. Maybe it just like, I don't know. It's nice to have also like a gentleman. Like I think I'm not like super like exact exact with like manners or like needing to be like the perfect gentleman. But I think, you know, a guy that has some politeness and that treats you well and that is like, I don't know, just like makes you feel special and is making you feel um, like, oh, like I'm holding the door open for you or they walk like on, you know, the inside side of the street or they kind of like, you know, kind of. I don't know, just like are engaging and like you want that, you know? So someone that's kind of being more homey and and kind of like passive and whatever just seems like they're kind of inexperienced and don't really know what they're doing and also don't value your worth. And so I feel like those are kind of some red flags for me for sure. Um, advice on meeting your partner's parents for the first time. I'm pretty good with parents, I think. I don't know. I think ultimately just be friendly and be yourself. And for me, I like to just be very open to like any sort of goofy awkwardness. Like I think there's always a fear of like, okay, well usually the parents say something that's like goofy, like, oh, I'm not going to quiz you or like, I'm not going to like, or we're going to like ask you a bunch of questions now. Or like, you know what I mean? They tend to joke about the fact that you're, you're meeting your parents, that you're meeting their parents. And I tend to just go with it. I tend to joke back. I tend to just be really, like, playful and uh, just sweet and just lighthearted. And I let them kind of flow with the conversation. But I like to also ask questions and really get to know them as people, too. I think putting down the whole, like, putting aside the whole, like, oh, they're their parents. I think it's really nice to just honestly think of them as, like, friends or people you're trying to get to know. And just kind of thinking of it that way really helps me. A lot, and that's what's that's what's made me have a lot of fun with my friends' parents or my boyfriend's parents, just by kind of like being yourself and treating them as as such. Um, someone has, I think of my boyfriend's brother when I climax, which is, uh, you know, something that is unfortunate and something you should definitely think about. Um, you know, but yeah, that's uh. I, that's never happened to me exactly, but I definitely, like, understand. <laughs> Oof. Anyways. Um, okay, what's your favorite date icebreaker? Is that, like, in conversation or just, like, in general? I would say probably if, like, in conversation. I don't know. I don't really have an icebreaker. I think I just ask a lot of questions in general. Like, I'm a very curious person, so I really just, like, ask them everything. I'm just like, oh, what food do you like? Have you traveled a lot? Like, are you, I'll ask some deep questions. I'll be like, oh, like, how's your relationship with your mom? <laughs> or like, oh, like, do you like animals? Or I will ask some funny, silly questions, like, in the moment. Or I just kind of feel like asking questions is the best way to break the ice. People love to talk about themselves, ultimately. So you'll kind of win there, for sure. Um, <clears throat> someone asked how to make sex less awkward. You know what? I'm going to save this for like an actual sex episode because I can't really get into sex stuff here. I feel like it's hard. Um, How to build emotional connection. This was kind of a big one. 
I was talking about this in a live recently because someone was asking me how I can be in so many relationships and how I'm connected to so many people and like how I guess I've like found so many people and I don't necessarily think I was saying that I don't think it's necessarily just a reflection of me like oh I'm great so I've been in a lot of relationships I don't think so at all but I think there's an openness to me that I've practiced for a lot of my life that I think really helps like it's almost like manifesting or abundance mindset or like what you put out is what you attract type of thing. It all just goes back to the basic concept of like what you're putting out and what you're open to and how you're kind of viewing yourself and the trust you have in yourself and kind of like opening your expectations, opening up your views of things. You will just get so much more. So if you're closed off, if you're like, oh, I'll never find anyone, dating sucks, men suck, like I can't build about, then you're done. Like you're going to be closed off. No one's even going to be looking in your direction hardly. It's going to be hard to have conversations because you're just so blocked. Like you have to open up the channels for shit to flow. And so for me, it's like even after a breakup, even whenever like I don't want to be like I'm like I don't want to be in a relationship, I still end up fucking talking to someone because I'm so just like, yeah, why not? Like, let's try it. Let's try going on a date. Let's try talking. Let me be fun and, like, excited and flirty and give someone the time of day or not or do. And, like, I just am open and and I think having this kind of, like, lightness and flirtiness and excitement is just a great way for people to kind of get closer to you. And also if you're vulnerable, it really helps to build emotional connection, which is hard for a lot of people. But for me, it's like, that's one thing I've had to learn is that if I want people to open up to me and be able to get close to me, I have to be open myself. And I've had so many things with people and dating kind of successes because I think just being open and sharing and asking people questions and and letting them be vulnerable too is just like the best way to form any sort of human connection. So, but men, I think value that a lot, honestly, I think in relationships, it's really important and people will get caught off guard. Like, Oh, this person's actually like down to earth and like really real and is self-aware and all of that. So I think that's really important. Um, but I think also just having an openness, like I'm saying, like if you walk into a room and you're closed off and you're like, kind of just like whatever everyone sucks like I'm just like you know like this is here we go again another night not finding anyone being around all these losers whatever then like you're really not gonna find someone you know because you wouldn't even know if someone good hit you across the face because you just aren't even looking for it so the more that you're just open you're chilling you're receptive like you're just gonna get so much more just love attention goodness and I, I swear it really works um it, it really helps. Um, what's your worst date ever and your best one? Well, I don't know. I mean, truthfully, I haven't been on that many dates. Because when I was really single, it was during COVID. And all my dates were like guys coming to my apartment. Because it was like, what? where else are we going to go? So we just like did a house date, which like wasn't that great. But I also do love those too. When you're just able to like chill and like I don't know but I love a good just like coffee date I've had a lot of like getting coffee walking around like it's a little daytime chill um going to the flea market farmer's market like that kind of thing also love a good like beach moment 
you know? I've had a really good one of my first dates with one of my exes was we went to the beach and I had Thai food and like just like laid on a blanket and like got cozy and it was just like so nice and peaceful and calming for a first date too. You know, it wasn't this like high end restaurant we went to. There was no like big kind of like grand first date vibe, which I don't really like. So, um, but my worst date, like I don't think I've had a really shitty date, honestly. Okay, I think I'm going to end with those. I'm going to do a part two again with all the other ones because I just kept getting them even from like the following um, <clears throat> the following day. So there's a lot. So I'm going to go through more of them, do a part two maybe next week or even later this week. But I need to get packing, need to get going for New York. And... Yeah, I hope everyone has a great rest of their week and you guys are happy, healthy, thriving, all that. Um, Yeah, love you guys. Talk to you soon.